everybody, and welcome to the One Mind Meditation Podcast. My name is Morgan Dix, and I am really happy that you're joining us here today. On this show, we explore the ancient art and science of meditation, and we mix it up. Sometimes we interview teachers, experts, and beginners, anyone, really. Then other times, like tonight, I will riff on a topic that... I feel is important or meaningful to me. So today, there's something I want to talk about. It has to do with one of the huge benefits of meditation, which is becoming aware of the habits of your mind. Becoming aware of habits of mind. So here's an example of what I'm talking about. The other day, I was in the kitchen and I was chopping vegetables, and I do that a lot. I'm the main cook in the house, and I love to cook. But I was sitting there chopping vegetables, and my mind just kind of went down into the gutter. And what I mean by that is it was just, I went down this train of thought, which was filled with self-criticism, and then I just paused for a moment. And I realized, wait a second, every time I come into the kitchen and I start prepping a meal. When I start cutting and chopping here, I always kind of go into the same place in myself. I always pick up this thread of thought, which is an, I'm not going to go into details about what it is. We've all got our variations of it, but it was something that's just, it's an unproductive mode of thought related to fallout from a relationship conflict. But the important thing was in that moment, I just paused and I, I realized, wait a second, there's a pattern here. That's weird. But at the same time, it kind of makes sense. I think I've developed this habit of every time I come into the kitchen, it's like time off from my work. Uh, you know, I've spent the whole day working. I get into the kitchen. I can, if I don't have my headphones in, if I'm not listening to music or a podcast, this is where I go. And I, I kind of recognize that. And the reason I recognized it is often when I'm chopping vegetables, I'm just also trying to be mindful. I'm trying to just come back to the present moment. That's just part of my practice. And over time, that, you know, that's, that is an incredibly powerful practice. It's so simple but incredibly powerful. And my, my morning meditation practice is like the battery that fuels that throughout the day, that mindful action, that mindful return to the present moment. I noticed this and I thought to myself, well, okay, let's just pay attention and see if it happens again. And sure enough, I've noticed, and this has now been a couple weeks, that every time I go into the kitchen, I start that routine of prepping a meal, boom, my mind goes right into that same place. But I become aware of it now. As you know, I was just running like a little. It was like an A/B test for my mind to see, okay, what happens. And sure enough, you know, I just started to catch myself going there. And here is like a powerful lesson for all of us, really. But it was it was a powerful lesson for me. The thing is, when you observe the movement of your own mind. That is the core, in many ways, that's the core of meditation. Not being lost in your mind. 
So for example, in that moment, I realized this was happening again and again and again after like a week or two. And I, and I realized I didn't move. I didn't criticize myself for it. I just paid attention, which is, those are, those are our instructions in terms of mindfulness and meditation. Just pay attention. Don't do anything necessarily about it. You would be surprised at how significant that is because when you simply pay attention, as you may or may not know, the moment you do that, you're becoming conscious. You're no longer lost in the momentum, the grips, and the flow of that thread or that mo- uh, that whatever that momentum is in you. Now, the thing is, you got to just like, for me, I always like marvel at these moments because you, you take a step back and you think, you know, so much of human behavior, I think some studies estimate upwards of like 30 to 40% is just on autopilot. You know, we have habitual routines, which are important. And, and I'm not saying that in the pejorative sense, it's just the, that's how the brain copes with how much we have to deal with in any given day. It routinizes and habitualizes certain behaviors so that our prefrontal cortex doesn't need to deal with it. And then it reserves that precious energy and capacity in, in, from our frontal lobe for more important things, for learning new skills, for growing, for, for, uh, for managing the chaos and the unpredictability of daily life. So the powerful thing here is to recognize that when you pay attention, when you, when you start to notice these things, and when you see your mind going in a particular direction, and then you start to notice, oh, that happens every time I do X, Y, and Z. Every time I step in the shower, I do this. Or every time I go running, I go there. And you know, you just start, med- a lot of meditation in my experience is about becoming familiar with, aware of the, the habits of your own mind. So like, and so that's an example. So why is that important? Like what, okay, so what, you become aware. The thing is, it's very significant. And the reason why is because when you start to become aware of those moments, like we were talking about, you're no longer in their grips. But these things run deep, really, really, really deep. Because I've seen for myself, and sometimes in a couple times in my life, meditation has liberated me from the grips of very deeply ingrained patterns of thinking and behavior. Obviously, those things go hand in hand. How we think and what we think drives, affects the majority of, let's say, our behavior. So beginning to become more and more conscious of how we think and what we think, and when we think it, it, it's helpful. So like, let me give you an example that's different from this other one, which is that As you know, the Buddha's famous exhortation to all of us after his enlightenment was the source of all human suffering is fear and desire, attachment and aversion. So a couple times when I've been on long meditation retreats or just in meditation practice, I've come face to face with that reality and in the most liberating way possible, in ways that I, that I really 
couldn't have imagined. There was one time I was sitting in my bedroom and I was meditating and I was anguishing over this problem, let's call it. I wanted something very badly. I wanted a particular result. And I was sitting there meditating and I was just, I was divided. And I, I, I wanted this thing very badly. And I was going back and forth in my mind, trying to decide, well, what was the right course of action? Now, the thing is, I didn't quite realize consciously how bad I wanted this particular outcome. But so I was sitting there and I realized at a certain point, I'm not meditating. I'm just sitting here going back and forth. And not only am I going back and forth, I'm really suffering. I'm, I'm like deeply divided. And I asked myself, what does this have to do with being still, relaxing, and letting everything be, letting everything go, which were my meditation instructions. And the moment I did that, it was like suddenly a, they say the scales fell from my eyes. It, it was like, or a mask came off of my face, and suddenly it was as if the problem that I was wrangling with, it resolved out in front of me. It literally just like, I saw it, I saw it very clearly. And I saw that I was wrapped up in this desire that I had and that it was governing me, like deeply, deeply governing me and driving a huge amount of my behavior, a huge amount of like compulsive thinking. And I'm a, I'm a relatively relaxed character in general. But the thing is, all of us, how, whatever you think about yourself, we're all driven by these deep momentums of fear and desire. When we want things, sometimes it's not even clear to us how deeply and badly we want them. So in that moment in meditation, that's what became apparent to me. I suddenly saw how much of even down in my own sense of self was wrapped up in this intense focus on, on this object. And seeing it made it possible to let go. And, it, and it's possible I had already let go that moment I asked myself the question, what does this have to do with meditation? Because what happened was there was just a surge of energy. There was lightness. There was clarity. There was a tremendous uh, freedom that, that's the word. I just felt deep freedom. And with that, just this beautiful letting go. I just, I just, everything fell away. And I dropped into one of the most peaceful, exquisite meditations. What then followed was a pretty serious shift in my life. I was just, in, in a lot of ways, I was just different. I also had a different kind of confidence that came from that event. Confidence in myself, but more importantly, I, I had this deep confidence in the practice of meditation, I, the liberating capacity of meditation. And I had been practicing meditation up until that point pretty consistently for like eight years. But I'd never quite had an experience like this in the middle of my practice where letting go in that way released me on a deeply existential level. And then suddenly I was flying. So 
Again, it relates to habits of mind because there was a very, very deep habit that I was engaged with that I was not aware of. On a certain level, I was aware of it, but I didn't know like this thing had tendrils that reached and wrapped around my being in this very complete way. And I've seen over the years, so that was probably, I don't know, like 10 or 12 years ago. Since that time, I've seen that phenomenon a couple times. I've witnessed that same compulsion in myself. And over the years, I think meditation has just helped loosen that grip as a kind of general rule. But more importantly, it's given me the tools to be able to come back and exercise that discrimination and hone that discrimination and repeat it. And that's the most important thing is obviously like practice because if, if you don't practice, you I think you lose a lot of that discrimination, but also just the space that comes with meditation, the space between you and your mind, the space inside of you. So yeah, so I hope that's clear. See, we all have habits of mind and they're deep. And what meditation can do is it can help release your awareness so that you can begin to discriminate. You can just begin to slowly, gently see for yourself what those patterns are, those patterns of thinking, those patterns of reaction. And sometimes it can be really subtle, but over time, as you bring more and more awareness to those patterns, have no doubt, just the act of bringing awareness to them, it's releasing you, even at a very subtle level, it's releasing you from the grip of those habits. And that's important because otherwise you're acting and making decisions in a way that's not completely conscious. And that's what I learned. You know, this is what all the great teachers tell us. A lot of this is just about becoming slowly but surely more aware, more conscious, more self-aware. But self-aware is obviously, you know, we're, we're a mirror at least this is how I see it. I think each of us is a mirror for the whole. So as you become aware of yourself, obviously you just become aware of others and culture and the cosmos. So yeah, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this. Please consider leaving us a rating or a review on iTunes. And check out our newly designed website over at aboutmeditation.com. And when you do, be sure to pick up our three-part free Meditation for Life seminar. You also get two additional guide, free guided meditations with that. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. And if you have any questions or you want to take this any further, feel free to email me. There's a contact form there on the website at aboutmeditation.com. So let's end this episode with a quote from the Venerable Sogyal Rinpoche, who says, Do not make the mistake of imagining that the nature of mind is exclusive only to our minds. It is in fact the nature of everything. It can never be said too often that to realize the nature of mind is to realize the nature of all things.